Welcome back in long time no see, everybody. It's Shippy Off Air, the return of Shippy Off Air after 12 episodes. Took a little bit of a break here, and in the meantime, uh, I got my boys back with me. We've made a slight adjustment, and you know you know Rance Austin, if you've been a uh, listener of Shippy Off Air. Rance, how you doing, my man? Good, man. Glad to be back. How you doing? Uh, not bad. Got a little bit of a cold situation going on, or allergies. I don't know. I just got the sniffles lately, but... Uh, now joining us, though, as the third member of Shippy Off Air, you also know him, but from more than just this podcast, it is Derek Holland. Derek, how are you doing today, my man? I am doing fantastic, and it is freaking awesome to get something going. Yeah, man. Welcome uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh look forward to uh, recording a lot more episodes of this as we uh, continue this venture. We'll probably record this about once a week. I don't know. We may modify it depending on... If we get a cool guest or something like that, we got a lot of cool things in store for you. I can't spoil it all, you know, in the first episode, though. Yeah, let's not uh, let's not let the secrets out. Right. right? Let's keep this uh, bottled up. You'll you'll have to just uh, subscribe, rate five stars. You can find Shippy Off Air on all different uh, social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever uh, whatever social media platform it is. You can find Shippy Off Air on that now. You might hear us laughing. It's because we have some special guests. I, I didn't realize we were going to get to two so quickly. We've got Wrigley and Bruce joining us live in the studio here. Can we not? Hold on. we got to say how they came in, though. The entrance was the best. You're sitting here trying to talk to us, tell us everything. And all of a sudden, the door just randomly opens up. Yeah. And all you can't even see anything. So you're like, oh, maybe there's going to be somebody coming in. And you can't see them, all you hear them is, yeah. is, is, is all it is. I heard their little uh, pause on the uh, hardwood floor. So welcome Wrigley and Bruce. They don't have a lot to say, but they are here for episode 13 of Shippy Off Air. Uh, you might hear one snoring. Yeah, let's. We, I mean, we do got to... Yeah, you know, if you hear that in the background, we apologize. That is Bruce sawing logs. Yeah, so uh, well, we'll just uh, we'll just see what's going on when uh, when that maybe happens. You can't worry about it until it gets here. Now... Let's uh let's start things off with maybe something that a lot of people were worried about for a very very long time and that's the Dallas Cowboys. Um for for a minute there it did not look good for their playoff chances. They sat at 3 and 5 following a loss to the Tennessee Titans and after that they just really seemed to just take off. Um I guess the the, the biggest part of this uh, entire comeback for the Dallas Cowboys has been the addition of Amari Cooper. I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that. Like, what have you seen from the Cowboys as they've made this just miraculous 180 uh, on their season? Before we jump right into Amari, uh, how many was it, though, that they won in a row? They just was came it, off of the, a five-game So it was five in a row. Okay, that's the one thing I wanted to get out there. I mean, that's amazing to be streaking like that after what everybody thought was going to be a devastating season. Right. After the be- how it started. Um, and then, like, you just bringing up Amari – I think that's a unreal addition. I mean, that was uh that was huge for us. That's our that our Thanksgiving gift was getting Cooper. You know, really oh, yeah. helped out. We're very thankful for that. I'm not getting my family anything for Christmas. Amari <laughs> Cooper is it. That was it. And I mean it's definitely, you know I'm kidding. I'll be the first one to say I didn't yeah. know if he was worth a first round pick. Yeah. But I definitely think they're not gonna find a better receiver than that in the next draft. No. That's what I've heard too, right? There's nobody that's out there. Right, and this, this, he's only 24. That stands out too. Yeah, and he's young, and he's, and he's uh, under team control for a while too. Right, he's got one more season left, but they, they got to pay what 19 next year. They will extend him. Yeah, yeah, they will. After what he's displaying right now, yeah, why not? Yeah, they absolutely will. And that was the whole idea behind the trade. And like you said, Rance, like you weren't sure at the time if if it was worth a first round pick before the Cowboys acquired him. There was so much negativity surrounding his name just based on his on field performance and a lot of things that was just going on with the Raiders who are just a dumped uh, dumpster fire in general. Um, but I, I did, I did after the initial shock of like, Oh, like shit, they just gave up a first round pick for a wide receiver who, you know, I don't know how you feel about Dak uh, Prescott rants, but I mean, there's a big, there's a big contingency of people out there that before this trade really didn't believe in Dak. And they thought that would be, it would be a thing where it's like, well, how do we know the value of Amari Cooper if he has a quarterback like Dak Prescott, because that's that was the kind of feeling around him, and there's a lot of validity to that, just based on like the accuracy or the inconsistency or the inaccuracy, I guess I should say. You know, I was thinking, I don't know how similar Oakland and Dallas run any kind of offense, 
because he just seems to fit in so well. He's all his. I mean, we've. I'm, I can't get over his route running. It's it's, it's amazing. Insane. It's so ridiculous. And you know one thing, real and, quick. Yeah, go ahead. That, that that a lot of people say is like, well, this is why they should have brought back Des Bryant. That's a stupid thing to say. That Des was Bryant if Des's biggest fail was his route running. Right, and and he didn't have this explosiveness and this burst that Amari Cooper. Des has. can still give you that freak catch that I'm going to outbody you. I'm going to outwork you. I still miss him in the red zone for exactly. some fades. I miss the Des there. If if Des was on the other side of Amari Cooper, I was about to say that's where Des would really help out this Cowboys squad. And this has kind of squashed the whole, you know, Dallas giving up first-round picks for wide receivers thing because, you know, oh, people yeah. go way back. It didn't work with Joey Galloway. Certainly didn't work with Will Williams. Not at all. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, it was. It was something we talked about all offseason. What were they going to do? You know, I – mostly because of Shippy, pumped up Alan Hearns real big, yeah. thinking he was going to maybe not be Des Bryant, but definitely be a good replacement for Des. And I'm pretty sure he's fourth yeah. on the depth chart now. Yeah, he did not pan out. Uh, he did not pan out as as, uh, as as much as I thought he would. But, I mean, everybody, if you looked around, it seemed to make sense that Alan Hearns should work here. So I wonder if that's where the Dak Prescott effect maybe is uh, – is uh, kind of negatively affecting the Cowboys. Because I wonder if a guy like Romo, who turned LeRon Robinson into a big-time money— $45 million man, I think. Right. He got him paid in a big way. Miles Austin paid. Exactly. I wonder if that's maybe part of the reason that Alan Hearns hasn't— maybe had the impact that he could have here. But then you see Amari. So is Amari just that much better? I mean— I think so, People were saying, you know, Amari didn't look like he wanted to play football. He— he, if you watch the guy, he doesn't really look like a guy that gets really excited about anything. And I think Jason Garrett's the one that said he doesn't talk a lot, but when he does, you listen. Right. You listen to him when he does talk. Yeah. And I think if anything, yeah, he's just – sorry about that. I think if anything, um, he's brought a confidence that to that wide receiver. Right. He's brought a confidence <laughs> to the wide receiver room. And I think it's taking a little production from Cole Beasley away, but – yeah. That's going to happen when you get a solid number one guy in. But here's the other thing is the offensive coordinator. I was looking at some stats today. Since Todd Haley was fired, the Cleveland Browns are 100% in the red zone. Damn. So that shows their best since week nine is what it said. That shows the importance of a quality offensive coordinator. And I think really, I mean, think about the, uh, the long touchdown pass to Amari Cooper. Dak Prescott checked out of that after Amari Cooper was like, "Told him to." They're, they're sitting on these fades. It's like this is this is not going to work. And it was the most subtle jab ever at an offensive coordinator. Right. And I hope everybody heard that. Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett, everybody. Linehan. I'm fine gone. with if we got to get more one year, one more year of Garrett. I'm fine with that. But it's got to be a new offensive coordinator, or he's got to start calling plays. I would bet my house that I don't have on the fact that Linehan will be gone next year. Yeah, I just that's a lot to give up. I know. Good thing I don't have. Pretty a confident. House. Yeah. I mean, we. Can and I put I, your house on the line? Yeah, <laughs> you we'll did put live up here. I guess that's yeah. what I was thinking you were trying to do. Yeah, I mean, if that's okay. That's your I mean, but yeah, because that section <laughs> because of Amari, there, you know, legit NFC East winners more than likely. Yeah, And with the defense, although maybe it got a little exposed on Sunday, maybe they were tired, maybe it's coming down off of five straight gut out wins at, you know, on the road playing against Andrew Luck. Who's Let's just talk about the fact Fuego. that Ed, Adam Redman was in the game. Yeah. So there's a lot that just did not go the way. They're banged up right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to ask about was the injuries. Isn't yeah. there a lot of injuries to the, the offensive, offensive line, line ain't helping not, Dak. Yeah, so yeah. Dak's not having as much time to, to get the ball off. He's missing two all-pros, which he's missed one all season. And Joe Looney's done pretty solid. You don't hear his name yeah. a lot. But with no Zach Martin, Connor Williams just has to get bigger. He's just got to put some weight on, get some muscle on, and then I think he's going to be solid. Collins is Collins is always solid, but like this year with Tyron, I think I saw today he leads the league in holding penalties. Dude, he looked bad. Do we have to start thinking about Tyron's replacement after next season? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's crazy because he's he's younger than you. He's 27 and already, but he's been in the league since, what, he was 20? Dude, he's, he's a, just got back problems. Yeah, it's just – He's it's, 28. He's 28. Hey, he's older than me. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's younger than me. I'm Derek. actually – I'm not going to talk shit to Tyron because he would crush um, me. He with... was wearing a knee brace for an elbow brace. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. 
somebody said a debate, could Conor McGregor beat him up? And it's like, why? Because Conor McGregor knows how to kick and punch. No. Tyron Smith gets paid to throw 350-pound men around. Let him get his hands on him, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, but he's a freak. I think there's a lot of things to look forward to. Um, we Like, you know, we talked about we're not healthy. We're only going to get, hopefully, a David Irving back. Hopefully, a full 100% Sean Lee. Which, you know, even if he's not, when he's on the field, if he's on the field, to me, he's still our best linebacker if he's on the field and can do it, which they're going to have a three-headed monster if they're all healthy. See, but I don't I don't know, like, obviously a lot's been made of the snaps that he didn't play in that game against the Colts. I wonder if that wasn't a technique of like, hey, we finally got him healthy. Maybe he's not 100%. Let's try and preserve him for the for a playoff. For run. sure. He had to be on a pitch count. Like, once you, sure. get, once you get to that point where it's like, hey, you have to win one of three games to – uh, advance to the playoffs and win your division, then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit a guy like Sean Lee just so he can't get hurt. And hey, if he does get hurt and it's in a playoff game, well, like at least we got some snaps out yeah. of him in a playoff run. You know, right. that's so, why I was fine with no Zach Martin. Like if this is a playoff, I think Zach Martin plays the other day. Yeah, there was no need for him to play that game. And right, that was, and I'm sure he was pissed because I think they said he hadn't missed a game since middle school. So yeah, I'm sure he didn't like that, but it was needed and. You know, I wouldn't, I won't be upset at all if maybe week 17 they've got this wrapped up where they can rest a lot of people going into that home playoff game. Yeah, but the, absolutely. But the thing about that, though, is how I see this loss for them, it's kind of good that it happened now. You want to get momentum going. Yeah. In. So they, oh, yeah. These next games, I know you, you were telling me uh, they only need to win one game, right? One out of two to win the division. Yeah. Or so, the other two teams lose one game. Or, yeah, right. or that, too. So with that, though, like, to be honest, as a as you know, you want to be a Cowboys fan. You want them to win the next two. That's momentum. Or if anything, you could lose that last one, but you need to win that one right before you start the playoffs. You need, you want to have a good winning momentum going. Right. If that makes sense. You know, that's something that, like, if you look at in baseball, when the playoffs come around, it's usually you got to watch out for that team that's the hottest that finishes that month on fire. Yeah. So it's the same thing as you want the Cowboys. You want them to be winning these next two games. Just right. ask New York Giants about that, momentum going to, into well, the playoffs. You want to get that momentum. And I was going to actually bring this up. Like One of the things that I think has been overlooked is how much, when you heard Dak Prescott talk during the, the five-week uh, run they were on, and Ezekiel Elliott, one thing I kept hearing them say over and over was back against the wall. Back against the wall. And I wonder if they felt a little bit less of that against the Colts. And if maybe that contributed to a little bit of it. Like Obviously, it's been there's been so much made of the hot boys making hard helmets and, and gear after, you know, they've been on this incredible run. And then they got humbled yesterday. You know, they got humbled, and it's better that it happened now rather than, hey, that gear comes out for a home playoff game in week one. You hope Sunday, And then you go out and play like that. You hope Sunday did what Tennessee did. Yeah. They lost yeah. that Tennessee game and then worked some stuff out. And, you know, even then Zeke was like, you know, went out, went out, you know. And yeah. every week they're saying, you know, we, we can get better. We can get better, which they can. And – yeah, you know, it, every, everything's going to come back to them before. doesn't matter. You know, like I said, I told somebody on Twitter, I was like, you know, Romo never got the respect. It's going to be even harder for Dak. Dak could get two Super Bowls, and they'll say, well, it was the defense. Romo could have right. done with this team. It's going to be real hard for Dak to get any respect outside of the people who love him, which I don't know if I'm on board to break the bank for him, but I have no problem extending him. It just, yeah, we'll have to see what that money's going to be. There was a stat that I saw, though, of Dak, and I can't think of what it is right off the top of my head, and I'm, I'm trying to find it, but it's mm -hmm. it was talking about him with either it was most wins or something, but he was literally compared to Drew Brees. I think Tom Brady was in it as well. They're all active. Uh, somebody else, another quarterback, they were all active quarterbacks. They were talking about Dak being one of those guys, like he was in the top four of something that – He's number three in wins since his rookie year. That's Okay, that's what it was. That's it. Yeah, Man, he's doing something right. Absolutely, like, this guy does get criticized so much. Like, as soon as they lose a game, it's ah, oh, Dak sucks. We got to get rid of him. All that stuff. They get him so bad, but yet, if you look at him, like we just said with the stats, he must be doing something right. No, absolutely. Like that's the thing is, there's so much complaining about him, but it's and and it's it, a lot of fans Linehan. too. It, it really is Linehan, but it's also a lot of fans too. Just. I think it's because he's a fourth-round pick and because he did struggle that whole time that he didn't have a, a first-round or a, a number-one wide receiver. I mean, he is a first-round wide receiver. But, um, you know, I think that until he got that, because the last time he did really well was when he had Dez Bryant to compliment Ezekiel Elliott. And like we said earlier, Dez is no Amari Cooper. That's not what I'm saying. But that threat of a number-one wide receiver made it to where they couldn't just 
just focus in on stopping Zeke and that was it. You have to have that threat on the outside to keep the defense honest. Otherwise, unless all five offensive linemen go back to, you know, the 2016 type offensive line, because that's not what it is this year. No. So unless that were to happen somehow, there's you have to have that uh, that that second option for defenses to have to at least worry about. And Amari Cooper can take the top off a of defense way better than Des Bryant could. No, I don't know enough. That's about no the disrespect to Des. I love Des, but just not the same player. I don't know Des enough about the the Cowboys and everything. But the thing that sticks out to me too that you just said he was a fourth rounder. That's pretty late. Yeah, so that's Dak. Crazy. Yeah, so that's, that makes the story even that much better. At least in my eyes. So right. On the outside looking in, that's pretty sweet to see. Now, when you're talking about uh, with the guys and they moving the ball around because they have Amari and they have Zeke, do you think that the Cowboys are truly missing a guy like Witten now? Like that's something that could really spread things out even oh, more. Oh yeah, impact that even more. You Tight ends have something. They've showed up a little bit these last two weeks, but oh yeah. But yeah, again, like I said, I don't know enough about these the, the Cowboys and their players, and that's why I'm curious is how tight ends are like how, are we missing a guy like Witten is my point yeah we definitely are but the thing is is that uh Schultz and Darwin have looked these looked, last two weeks they've come on these last two weeks I feel like they've used them the most and these dudes make some pretty tough catches uh this but is yeah where, this is where I wish Rico gathers would pan out or they'd be able to figure out the way to use him because his the way he that he has built it would make a lot of sense that he was this guy for the Dallas Cowboys. My biggest thing for Dak is what did everybody say after Jared Goff's rookie year? They were like, this guy was the number two pick or one, yeah, whichever he was one he was. And he had Jeff Fisher. He had Jeff Fisher. They yeah. brought in Sean McVay. Does that make you think Vince Young was screwed? Vince Young, I mean, and you know, Vince Young had a winning record. And he's yeah. still, you know, I mean, I pumped Jeff Fisher up forever. I wanted him before they signed It's Gary. the mustache. It's, it's hey, something. Let's not talk about mustaches now. You know, I got a great one. <laughs> It's yeah. something, but Legendary. for some reason he was always a name, and he always kept getting hired. And what he had one good run with Tennessee, but yeah, as soon as yeah. they got rid of Fisher, got in McVay and an offensive mind. Look at it. Although I mean, Goff, the last like five weeks has been has the worst quarterback in football. Good. But also, yeah, I mean, I'm just I don't know. I'm so pissed how they've completely stopped running Dak. They don't run play action, which oh. I feel like that's a bread and butter. So I wonder, Zeke. I wonder if that's a problem with they want to keep Dak's eyes on the field, like they don't want to take his eyes away from his f- the field and have to read wide receivers really quickly. Could be, could be, I, and I wish he'd stop throwing off his back foot. But I wish he would mm. stop just like tucking <laughs> the ball. Like when he's pressured, you can tell he's panicked, and that's where Chaz Green broke him forever. Oh, dude, he's in that still... Atlanta game. Adrian Claiborne just. What was it? Six sacks? Six sacks. Six sacks. And ever since that game, it's just so obvious that Dak is not as comfortable as he once was. I mean, he's never been like a... He's been a guy who's... 51 sacks this year. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. 40 of them not on a blitz is what I read. Not on a blitz. Now, a little bit of that is on the offensive line. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, it's not all Dak. No, 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 no. He fumbles a little bit. He doesn't. Sometimes he doesn't get That's rid of the ball on that. time. There's nobody else you can but that on. I'm I'm excited about if the defense can get back going. I think that I mean we've seen this defense. It stopped New Orleans. Yeah. Stopped a a pretty good at home offense at the time in Atlanta Falcons. Don't know so much what they're doing now. It's not looking good. I think they won yesterday though. But I'm excited. This, I think we go as far as the defense. And if Dak can score 20 a game, I think this defense can keep you in any game. Yeah, I mean, defense is something that in the playoffs it should travel, and you brought up the Giants earlier in momentum in their Super Bowl teams. They had that dominant defensive so front. Good. The Cowboys' front seven is uh, absolutely a uh, dominant one, and their secondaries looked really, really good too. So I feel good. As I feel like the Compared game— to five weeks ago, we got to be pretty happy. Exactly, and Amari Cooper changed it all. I think yesterday the game against the Colts was just kind of— Reboot. It, was just a, it happens, right? It's the NFL. It's hard— the, the Cowboys had the longest winning streak until they lost to the Colts yesterday at five in the NFL. It's tough to pull off five straight. It's one reason why people were so pessimistic about their playoff opportunities uh, back in week eight, but obviously that is all changed. All right. Uh, if you're a, a listener of a uh, previous listener of Shippy Off Air, there's one thing you got to know about me. It's that I haven't seen a lot of movies. And I don't mean like just abstract movies that are 
you know, that that maybe be tough to watch. It's movies like Training Day. It's movies like uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's Gosh. movies like Dazed and Confused. Those are all all movies I had not seen until we debuted this segment on Shippy Off Air. All right, so for our movie savant, Shippy, <laughs> we've got three more for him, and they're all pretty good. They're all really good. They're all funny. They're all ones that he should have seen, although I haven't seen one of these in quite a while. But we're going to start things off with, you know, if you're a fan of Super Troopers, Club Dread. Oh, yeah. Then you should you be a Judge fan. Dredd? Club Dread. That was their other one. Yeah. <laughs> they did a movie called Beer Fest. Oh. Which I can go back and recount that I saw it in the movie theaters twice. I can't believe you have not seen that. Dude, I know. I told and you. For a guy that likes to drink some beer. Yeah, I do. How could you not see this? So here's the thing is I, I Actually, can't remember on, them right now. Part. When was this made? When was that movie out? That movie came out in 2007, I believe. There's no excuse for me so not having the perfect age. I that know. Was, is that college time? Uh, that was actually high school. So that would have been, I was like 17. Okay, so you weren't drinking then, of course. Oh, no way. <laughs> Never. I, <laughs> you didn't even know what shotgunning a beer was. Honestly, I am offended <laughs> that it would even be suggested that I was even, that I even knew what alcohol was. All right. So hey, no, I, I mean, never. That's, never that's still that's that's crazy that you haven't seen that. It was, I mean, again, I saw it twice in 2006, theaters. so I was 16. Gosh, I was a junior when that came out, and yeah, that was right up my wheelhouse. And we would go oh, on to use those games we learned in that at social events. All right, now <laughs> that's I'm, where it carries on. Now yeah. I'm really hoping that this wins. So it's you, about well, damn time poll. Okay, so we're off that, on Twitter. I, I want to throw number two. Uh-huh. You watched South Park, right? You've seen that? Yeah, absolutely. So you know those guys. They had a movie. It's called Basketball. Yep, I've heard of this one too. <laughs> I've seen it on Netflix a lot. It's been really tempting to watch it. And to be honest, I would actually like to see it as a real thing. I think it'd be very entertaining as a real uh, uh, event, you know, because yeah. they're basically all they're doing is playing basketball with baseball. Um, how do you want to put baseball that? that baseball looks rules. like a basketball. Yeah. A baseball that looks like a basketball? Yeah. And you got to go around the okay. bases and hit home runs, all that stuff. So it's it's very it's very crazy that this is something you haven't seen. I know. Now, this was in 1998, though. That's the only I issue. was eight. You were eight years old. Yeah. You definitely would have not. Uh, yeah, I wasn't watching this. I think eight-year-old so me right like would have been watching Space Jam at this point. Great movie, by the way. Yeah. 30-year-old oh, yeah. me. Still still I've seen that one. Jam. Okay, good. But I just feel like that's something that. As somebody who likes sports, yeah, who also likes beer again, yep, this is another perfect fit. I gave you two good <laughs> reasons why the fans should be picking this one. Yeah, that's my opinion. So don't let this one slip away. Yeah, this one, if one of those two does not win, I guarantee you it'll be back on another episode of this. I, I think so. these are two. Those are two that I forgot that I haven't seen. Honestly, yeah, I think they're definitely going to be something that has to come back. What do we got for the third one? The third one is Fletch, which I haven't seen in about 20 years. So what I've seen is this? this? Not too long ago. This was it's got Chevy Chase, movie. the great okay. Chevy Chase. Um, he is literally great. How do you want to put this? Is he like an investigator? He's a newspaper reporter. Yeah. So oh. he's just trying to get a story. I think is what it was. I'm gonna probably screw that up. But no, no. I mean, he yeah. has a bunch of names too, which are hilarious names. Okay. Um, but it's it's just a movie that's I mean it's an old movie it's a classic that's why I feel like it should be in this list is you, you always gotta have a classic yeah um, and I know for a fact if you go and ask probably your dad or maybe some other people of our age they've probably seen this mm-hmm. um, I mean it's not gonna be as popular as the few, first two but I feel like it's something that everybody should see I'm gonna Google and see what the uh, what the cover of this looks like all right oh okay. Yeah, I see he's got a wallet with like eight, like six IDs on yeah. it. It says, Erwin M. Fletch Fletcher is a newspaper reporter being offered a large sum to off a cancerous millionaire, but is on the run risking his job and finding clues when it's clear the man is healthy. 
Okay. So it's it's a good movie. It's so this was 1985. Hit. This was yeah. in his wheelhouse. I wasn't house. even born yet. I was negative five. I was negative one. Dang. So we were so young. We were. <laughs> we were swimming backwards. <laughs> but Doing the backstroke. But but I just think of all these three movies. I mean, I, I hope to see whatever one it is. I, I'm probably even gonna watch it with you because I kind of want to watch them all again too. Yeah, I'm down. I bet basketball wins. I feel like Beer Fest is going to win. I feel like that's the one that is. I don't know. Like there's a big South Park. I think we're going to contingency out there. That's true. That's the bigger, the bigger one that you're going to that you're going to have. Honestly, I think whoever wins this is going to tell us a lot about our audience. You know. Not necessarily, because what if we get shocked and we got Fletch? Does that mean we've got? Maybe they love guys with tons of different identities. That's true. Or IDs. So. Well, we have an older crowd. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't know. You never <laughs> we'll know what see. it's going to be, and we are. Yeah, yeah. Huh, a little demographics experiment, uh, experiment will be going down here on Shippy Off Air. Uh, so, again, those are the three movie titles we got. We got Basketball, we got Beer Fest, and we got Fletch. We'll post a uh, 24-hour poll on our Twitter account, at Shippy Off Air, and uh, you need to go follow that account, check out the poll, vote on whichever uh, movie you think I need to watch the most, and on the next episode, I will review it with side commentary from my guys here. Yep. Derek Holland and Rance Austin. Believe it. All right, guys. Uh, you, What else do we believe in? Luka Doncic oh. and the Dallas Mavericks. Championship. They are on an incredible run. Obviously, uh, they just lost a tough one the other night to the Sacramento Kings. But that's okay. That that happens. They had won the previous 11 on their home floor. But they had also just lost to the Suns. Yeah, okay, Rance. Hold Mark, on, you're hold to on. be, Mark. like, positive here. And Since we got negative Nancy here. Yeah, seriously. Suns had five wins, too, against the Mavs. should know. <laughs> I think they have. If not, they, they had the best record at home. Uh, Yeah, in the Western Conference, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Toronto so, might mean, have it in the East. Just take your negative ass and go somewhere else <laughs> with that. I'm just saying there was no Devin you Booker can't. and... Um, but yeah, no, Luca. Excuses. This team is, this team is. <laughs> They're amazing. fun. They're fun to watch. Um, I, I really love the DeAndre Jordan pickup. I think that yeah. was huge for having such a big man down low. Um, and he can hit free throws. It's amazing. Yes, I Dude, love like, what, it. Almost seventy percent or something. Yeah, he's Crazy. killing it. They asked Doc Rivers about it, and he was like, "I'm happy for him." He's like, "But we're gonna foul him tonight during that Clippers game." But it's <laughs> his. It's, it looks unorthodox, but it's working this year. Yeah, it doesn't look pretty, but, I mean, if you just watch Sean Marion shoot, it didn't look pretty either. But you right. felt pretty good from the corner three. Or Nick Van Exel shooting threes for free throws. Raindrops. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that, actually. I'm way better at that mid-range shot than a free throw. I don't, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. you can jump. But yeah. having a big guy like that is we're getting so many more rebounds. That's the big thing that's oh, huge. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many offensive, but I, watching just the other day, he had 20 24 rebounds, or maybe it was 23 rebounds, and that was against Sacramento. Yeah, I'm looking at the box score right actually, now. Who was a team I thought was surprisingly good. They were – I thought they Darren were supposed Fox to be Darren Fox is a real deal. Yeah, they – Him and Bagley are going to be issues. I yeah, think. he – DeAndre had 23 rebounds against the Kings, three yeah. assists and eight points. And, I mean, that – and the way that Sacramento was playing against the Mavs, they were going fast. They just – they were they were flying up the court. Like, there was no time for them to set up. They would usually just get down there and drive and go, and then that was it. Like it was a quick, um, I don't even know how you want to put it. Like they were just, I just felt like that was the only thing is they were playing so quick against the Mavs, and it kind of hurt us. Yeah, because we, you know, I, I feel like with the Mavs, this is just me thinking that, you know, having DeAndre Jordan, having the big man, we kind of like use him to where we get those guys like Luca and Wes and uh, Maxi out there shooting those threes. I think that's huge having him. To where they have to try to gang up on DeAndre and it leaves them open. Yeah. As great as Luke has been, which has been amazing, I mean, I feel like, do we really have to put the success on this team, though, on how good this bench has been? Yes. This bench is ridiculous. Yep. And once Dirk gets his sea legs back under him, it's only going to, you know, we're only going to have one more pop-up shooter out there. I don't know whose time he'll take mostly when he's playing 15 minutes a game, maybe Maxi. I think I think he'll take a lot of uh, – Dwight, I don't know. I think he'll take some of DeAndre's time. With the starters, though? Uh, I'm talking about if he's just strictly running with that second team. Oh, well, it's going to take some time for them to work him back in, but I think that – Yeah, he's not playing I think he'll much. be playing a lot of, like, backup center minutes. You know, they used to try Dirk at the five. I think they might want to put Kleba on the more athletic fours. 
Yeah. He's very good defensively. He's a very good defensive player. He is. Player. I think he's third in the NBA off in blocks off the bench right now. But I feel like we got an issue too with the point guards. We've got so many. What about Jalen Brunson? Dude, he's been that killing guy's it. Been legit since they looked JJ's really good. Yeah, yeah. They, and Dennis Smith or Jr. Dennis, yeah. Dennis Smith yeah. too. JJ JJ is sixth night. man of the year. Yes, in my book. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's a is good Lou problem, Williams man. in that conversation? Probably. So I, I think Lou, voice correct. Lou Williams. Yeah, you're hitting puberty. It's fine. Hi. Finally. <laughs> uh, wow, you just grew a beard. I did. Like, Whoa. In the middle of this episode. Wish I could do that. Damn. Yeah, me too. You guys both got beards. I got oh, nothing. Yeah. Sorry. Back to the Mavericks. Grow your stash out again. Might have to. Legendary. Who's got the best facial hair on the Mavs? Who has facial hair? I don't think Mavs? any of them do. I was just thinking about that. We need somebody to get like... Raleigh Doesn't Devin Harris mustache. have some like a little scruff beard? Yeah, scruff he beard. might. Man, and Devin Harris, God, I love that guy. I'm ready that's to a... see pick and pops with Harris and Dirk off the bench because that's what's going to be. D- hey, that's be a, a lot of JJ. And JJ too. JJ but... Dirk pick and pick and Dude, pop, pick and be... roll. Because you know he yeah, loves it with pop. Dwight right now. To the lob pop. usually yes. him and Dwight work that one. Now he'll be able to work it with Dirk to pop back for the three or the 18 footer. But yeah, once Dirk gets his shot and his legs back under him, this bench, I mean. There's so many times where I've seen, you know, the starters go out and they might be down a few tied. That bench comes in, you look up and the Mavs are up 12. Yeah. It's it's been awesome to see, and that's something you want if this team, you know, it's still fairly early. What are we a quarter way through? Yeah. You know, that's what's going to help this team in the playoffs is that bench when you know Golden State starters, their second bench aren't nearly as good as their starters, and that's when you attack. Right. Some teams can't match up against their bench because they're really good. And that's what I was – Mavs bench is, man, it's really solid. I was about to say, too, I think this was the pre-KD years, maybe the first year of KD, but then they had to lose the guys because of salary cap implications. But I'm not comparing these two teams as being equals. Right. But that's what made those Warriors teams so dominant is they had that second unit that came in. Iguodala, Livingston. uh, They had Leandro Barbosa the one year. They were – dude, it was crazy. They – we're just murdering the opponent's bench and that's, so that's what that, that's what makes me really uh optimistic about the the mavericks and their playoff uh chances i said probably two weeks ago i came out and said that i thought that they'd make the playoffs and people were killing me because at the time they were like 11th in the conference but they went on a nice little run after it it's very clear i mean when you have a new centerpiece for your team you got to think it's going to take a little bit of a time uh, a little bit of time to adjust to that yeah, and the west is weird this year Really. I just feel like that's a sneaky, sneaky fucking team. Yeah. If you really think of like the way I see it too is if they just keep playing the way that they are, they can upset somebody because somebody's gonna try to take them too light. I yeah. just feel like, and it's kind of like the reason why I say it is because of what you were saying with the fans is when you were saying, yeah, the Mavs they sh- they can make the playoffs and everybody's like, nah. That's how other teams are probably seeing it the same way. Right. And they're like, yeah, this. The Mavs, we could, we could beat them easy. Nobody expected Luca to be this good this early. And I, I hey, he like is, this he was been lights out. Like he, honestly, I've had I had really high expectations for him. Obviously, he's the number what three overall pick. Um, but I even had my expectations lower than this, just because, I mean, the, he's got him in the thick of the p- playoff chase, and he's clearly this is his team. Oh, he's the best player. He's and he's nineteen. He's nineteen. The thing is how well he handles. The pressure, the the clutch situations. Uh, we've already seen him hit some buzzers or buzzer beaters, like just what was that eight straight him, like for him nothing. against the Rockets to win the game? Eleven. 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 That's right. He feeds off the energy of the crowd, and that's the thing where him coming uh, from, obviously Real Madrid, who by most everybody's that's standards, that's the second, second best, best league. league. He was the MVP. They won the championship as it, with him as their best player. I've heard, though, too, that they also play a little more rough, Like where I feel like our fouls aren't the same as what they are over there. Like We have more of a cushion is what I've heard from over here. So the game, there. The, the ref so the officiating here kind of like protects They don't do back-to-backs yeah. over there, though. And you yeah. can see that yeah. sometimes with Luka. That, that, that stretch will get to him, you know. But yeah. that's, he's a rookie. He's 19, and that's what's crazy is he's only – gonna get better i mean i think if he has one giant flaw right now it's that he turns the ball over a little bit yeah but that's just because he sees these he sees these passes that he thinks he can make right then and sometimes the guy doesn't know what he sees he's thinking he's gonna cut or he's gonna zig and he zags. well you know a lot of people uh when when you you know when you have a new prospect coming in the nba people will say okay well who, what's his game like who is he model his game after a lot of people brought up manu ginobili and his relationship with pop because manu was very very similar it was oh, basically yeah. 
You live by Manu, you die by Manu. He may do some crazy shit, but about 70% of the time it works. 30% of the time, think, sometimes it doesn't. You I know? think to a lesser version right now, we can almost say almost a hybrid of Ginobili Harden. Because he kind of plays yeah. that where he works his body really well. That was cool watching him go step back on Harden. Yeah. Oh, well, and that's his signature shot now. I mean, the Luka yeah. step back is you don't care if he makes it or, makes it or misses sometimes. You just want to see it yeah. because it's it just, just like, looks so good. Yeah, it's just like watching Dirk with his fadeaway. Yeah, yeah but Dirk's isn't a step back. I know, but uh, <laughs> right, Dirk's still, is the fadeaway. He made that. Dirk got the one-legged fadeaway down, and Luca thing. did it the other night, and it looked oh, good. Oh yeah, wet it too, and everybody's stealing that shot from Dirk. Everybody uses that damn shot. The other now. thing that I, I'm curious about too with these guys is there's still like uh, I've heard it on you know other shows like Ben and Skin. I've heard it on there. Yeah, is DeAndre Jordan? They try to make him seem like. Uh, like he's doing like there's some issues or something you know how like with Des, oh, they always yeah. say how he's being like the angry guy and all that when actually he's hyping him up he's being competitive right it's the same thing i see that with deandre when i'm watching the games he's literally hyping everybody up yeah he gets pumped up out there yeah he's he been great into it i feel like that's getting turned and twisted on him and it's like i feel like that's something that kind of scares me with the team is the media putting that that little image on them, and people then starting to see that negative. Well, and the like good they think it's a negative. Obviously, like the good thing is you you brought up skin. He obviously is very close with the team as he's on the Fox Sports Southwest broadcast. But um, he the uh, dog farted. It really stinks <laughs> over here. That's, that's gotta right. be the greatest thing. I wish. I well, the thing over. is too, we got it on camera. Whenever we over put that and, video and out, Rance so has got his Rance has got his shirt over his over his nose. I know it could only be one thing, but his beard just turned gray. <laughs> man you've really grown through this episode um but i mean that's that's something that does bother me because sometimes things get twisted so that's what i was and gonna I say skin is, is skin's very close and he's like dude they love deandre it's yeah. like too everybody was saying that they Dennis, blew it up because he stole that one rebound from luca and everybody right. was like he doesn't like luca right okay. and if you look at the team it's very clear that there's not anybody that doesn't like Luca. Yeah, and if you look at DeAndre, he's he goes and gets rebounds. He's done that before. He just got, he wants a rebound. That's what they're paying him to do, and he right. just he doesn't care. He's going to get it. I guarantee you, it's just like that's just his as a rebounder, as an, an elite rebounder. That I'm is his. Anybody out. That is his nature. No matter who's around him, if you're going after the ball, the ball is mine. You know, and that's the mindset you have to have if you if you play that role for a team. So I mean, what DeAndre is the oldest of the okay, I guess Dirk now, but I mean. DeAndre is the oldest of these core players going right now, too. Him and, yeah. I, guess, and I guess JJ off the bench, that kind of thing. But yeah. the starting five, and what, he's only 30? Yeah, I think DeAndre is That's 30. so crazy. I think he's 31. He's, he was like, yeah, he's somewhere he's around there. My age. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, – it's uh, yeah, he's 30 years old. But, see, that brings a lot to the table, I feel like. Having a guy like him, not only is he great for down low, but he's got that uh, – the way of keeping the teams together, the chemistry. He, I feel like he's a big mold to that. And like, he's constantly being not only the leader, the hype guy, the entertainer, like he's keeping everybody loose. You watch how they come out before a game. They go and mob each other. Yeah. They're beating the crap out of each other. And like, obviously they're not hitting each other, but right. That like, that's awesome to see for a team that you're pulling for and you're coming out and watching, you know, that they've got something special going on in that locker room. Yeah. They bring it out every night when they play. They don't look like they're just getting destroyed out there. They're competing every time, and they look so freaking good. They're just, to be honest, they're they're really close to being something that's going to, I think, become something special. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think what you said earlier about a, a sneaky team in the playoffs, if they end as a, I mean, before this little slide here, I, be, I believe they were the They're sixth, eight right now. But I think before that, they were sixth in yeah. the conference. If you have them as a sixth seed going up against the three, who's the three right now? I know uh, you now it's standings. OKC. Ooh, they're... Okay, so he's three right now. Denver is one at twenty and nine. Golden State's two at twenty and ten. OKC nineteen ten. The Lakers eighteen and twelve. Clippers seventeen and twelve. Grizzlies sixteen and thirteen. Trailblazers sixteen and thirteen. Mavs and eighth at fifteen and thirteen. Interesting. It's I mean a, that OKC's been on on a tear lately. Golden State's getting a little hot. They're getting back to Golden doing Golden State things. They're about to get Boogie Cousins. Oh my God, that's gonna be. I mean that's. They can load them up. That's the thing. This I mean, team looks like they're having fun together. They're bonding. Right. They're building something. And hey, honestly, the, I agree. That's huge. Honestly, this year Golden State has looked the most vulnerable they've looked throughout this entire dynasty. So, I feel pretty good about if, like you know, like you were just talking about Derek, if if their locker room is that that uh, just 
I don't know that they've got that great bond going already. I feel like that's something that really is ailing the Golden State Warriors right now with all the KD Draymond drama. Like, but is that something that's kind of created? That's why I'm saying, is it really like that? I mean, I feel like with uh, KD and Draymond. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Draymond's roasting him about what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do when this season's over? Are you coming back? Are you? Okay. You and so supposedly so Kawhi going to go to the Clippers. That's yeah. more real. Okay, my, the reason why I was saying it is because I feel like that's something that the media can't do. The twist. DeAndre thing is more fabricated yeah. than the Boogie and KD thing. It was just something that was posted as a video on Twitter, went viral, became a story. You know, Internet. So, yeah, the internet. Damn you, internet. Although, you're listening to this podcast via on the it. internet, so I actually love you, internet, Thanks, most of internet. the time. You're but the yeah, best. this this team's only going to be fun, and you know if they don't get playoffs this year, I think know, they will, dude. I think they'll be. I like think they're going to get. There's seven. no, there's no way. The team that kind of worries me a little bit too is the Lakers. They start yeah. off absolutely god awful. I mean, anytime you have, anytime you have the greatest player on the planet, yeah, you're, you're always going to be a problem. I, I forget. What are they? What are they seated right now? They're number four right now. Four. Okay, that's what I was going to guess. That's and I just saw a blob <laughs> earlier that said, you know, their next big thing will be involving Ingram in a trade for a star. So oh. I always thought Ingram was going to be the one they weren't going to let go. Yeah, I figured that'd be the guy that they'd want to hang on to. But I guess they now real quick, Kuz. Now, real quick, if we want to, before we shoot the shit, uh, did you want to bring up, you obviously heard a, or saw an article with a trade rumor on it involving the Mavericks and another big-name player. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it was it was on an it was on an NBA Twitter or Instagram page, so I mean, it was just what four trades they wanted to see happen. And this could be just something as like, hey, we looked at the salaries, it matches up, it fills your need, it fills their need. Would this make sense? There may not even be a rumor behind this. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything. Is with it, but it, it was again what they wanted to see happen. But right. it was interesting because it was DSJ, Dennis Smith Jr., and Wesley Matthews to the Spurs for DeMar DeRozan because I think we can now finally say the Spurs run is about done. I mean, yeah. they're in 11th right now, which is crazy. It seems like Pop can put a 50-win team together no matter who he's got. And if we're seeing the end of that, you know, was DeRozan really going to want to stay in San Antonio? I doubt it. Right. So, and you know, there's a lot of talk about Wes's contract. We just mentioned earlier Brunson, how hot he's been playing. Looks like a real point guard. I think they're still trying to figure out what they want out of DSJ. Do they want him as a one? Do they want him as a two? I kind of thought his trajectory was on something par with ending up being kind of a John Wall type guy, Mm -hmm. which would be great. That's a 20-point guy. That's an all-star. I'm not ready to just say we need to get rid of DSJ, but that trade is very interesting because if you're starting five as Luka, Lamar. Do you know – do you know what kind of deal Demar is on right now? That's did, what I, I need to look at because I think they took over his deal. Well, the, the one thing that I really, I don't know, one thing that I kind of struggle with with this trade is honestly, I think that Wesley Matthews is really important to this team. As much as like, as much flack as he catches for obviously the end of the game against the Lakers when he fouled LeBron from 800 feet away from the basket, like there's obviously been some things that have happened, but. I feel like overall, he's there's a lot of games where Wes Matthews is the reason that they go into half with a lead. He's their leading scorer. He's drilling five out of six three-pointers. You know, I feel like he gets a lot of unfair criticism from Mavs fans just because of just like little moments in the season that have happened to this day. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I mean, I think Wes is definitely a locker room guy. He's, he's the voice kind of like DeAndre. Um, when his defense is on, it's pretty filthy how he can lock some guys down. Um, and when he's streaking the right way, yeah, I mean, I think this has got to be the most points he's averaged per game as a Mav. I think this is uh, pre-Achilles uh, or uh, – was that his injury he had? Yeah, 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 yeah. pre-Achilles with Portland. He's looking like the guy they right. signed, the yeah. guy they were getting. The guy and, they wanted, uh, yeah. You know, he can, he, can cut, he can start or he can be a guy that comes off the bench for you even if they even went that role. And I, I definitely know he's played a lot with that second group, and he's brought yeah. offense to that second group. But, man, you know, DeMar DeRozan, that's a that's a dude that scores and plays D. But I'm looking at his contract right now, and it says he signed a five-year, $139 million that's contract. Right. Like a year ago. Yeah, yeah with the Raptors. That's right, because they – So they took they over so, his contract. He made so much about that when he was traded, about how, like, 
Y'all gave me all wow, this money. Wow, you gave me all this money. You showed loyalty to me, and now you're just shipping me off. 2018-19, he'll make a base salary of $27 million. But I think one thing that people always wondered is like, hey, is DeMar like a guy who can stand alone on his own, or does he need a backcourt featuring Kyle Lowry, and does he need the – because Raptors have a good roster, you know? It's like I mean, he'll have a backcourt featuring Luka Doncic. Right, but that's what I'm saying, though, is like, I think him going to San Antonio, he Obviously proved that showed, yeah, he can be the guy. Like, he can be the guy to get you a bucket at the end of a game, or if he's playing complimentary off of Luka Doncic. Just think about, we're talking about Wes Matthews. He hit down, he hit, he knocked, he nailed that uh, elbow jumper over West to win that game here in Dallas. And that's what I love DeRozan's game is because he has not gone to where it's pretty much either go get a dunk or a three. Mm-hmm. His perimeter game, his 18-footer, he works in that area yeah. a lot, and he can make those shots consistently. Right. But That's obviously one of the most inefficient shots in, oh, in basketball. Oh, it's gone away. But the ability to hit that shot, I feel like, is a rarity in today's NBA, so I feel like that is why. That's what makes him so good is a lot of people probably don't worry as much about a step-back step 18-footer, you know? Right. So... But the other thing is, okay, if we traded them. How old is uh, Wes? Wes is 32. Uh, okay. I was going to say, and then how old is DSJ? DSJ is 21. 21. He just turned 21, I think, yeah, like a month ago. Yeah, that's my only thing, too, is you, I, I look at the age and having DSJ, like, we have time to develop him and help out. DeMar is 29. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to get rid of your youth, one of your guys from your youth, and somebody like Wes, to me, like, I, I'm with you. I agree. Wes has been an important part to this team. I know he got criticized, like you were saying, too, before, but I feel like he has done a lot. Like you were saying, for this team to help them out to, to be the way that they are right now this year, yeah. he's, he's a, a person who's contributed a lot. Do you want – I get how good his game is, DeMar, but is that something – you want to sacrifice two guys like that to get him? You're losing, a, to me, I feel like a very important uh, point guard. Yeah. I think a lot hinges on – Something. What they do also is what are they going to do with Harrison Barnes? Are yeah. they going to re-up that deal? Are they going to sign him again? I think yeah. he's another piece that's got to stay, too. I like him. I do, too. I think he's – I mean, this whole team, there's not – to me, nobody bad is on this team. I love the way that these guys are, and they, they're going to be a sneaky team. I know I keep repeating myself with that, but I think that's something we got to watch. But this trade I that you were talking about that's being proposed, I, I just don't know in my side of it. My own opinion, I don't. I wouldn't do it. And again, this was just what these people said. It's if they like could us, pick I moves think, that could be made, they think the Mavs should make this move. So is this like somebody like us predicting a trade? Or is no, this I mean like it's it's their it, it's their experts. Somebody, it's yeah, their okay. it was the NBA ESPN experts. They put out that. And I wonder too though if like Dorian Finney-Smith is what plays into them being like, okay, we could part with Wes in this trade because of him. Oh yeah, I mean if they get rid Dorian's, of Wes, then Dorian is Dorian's really good too. Really, really He's well. been impressive as well. And I, I just a lot I, cheaper. Yeah. But I do wonder if like you, you still need that that veteran presence on this team. If they get in the West playoffs, brings. that West presence is something they that you definitely want as opposed to not having it. Look at the Sixers last year. They what? lost a lot of games because of their inexperience and their youth. Man, especially in that thing, Boston but... in that Boston series is what I specifically remember. But I think that's too where Brad Stevens comes into play. But that's a whole you know, another another uh, another topic. But see, that's um, the thing is they got that experience, so that's going to help them in the playoffs come again. Right, year. and they got the coach. They got Rick Carlisle. So I think, well, I'm talking about for the Sixers, like after having, you know, being a young team, the youth. Yeah. It's the same thing here, you know. And who yeah. knows, these guys could actually get into the playoffs, and you got a guy like Luka who I feel like there's nothing that can get to this guy with pressure-wise or the, the level He's of cold. – playoffs you know the he's got his own experience so i feel like a guy like him is going to help a guy like dsj right stay calm like hey it's it's that easy um no i mean i feel like that's something that's very important is the playoff experience is going to help those younger guys but when you have guys like dirk and uh wes and and then luca playing overseas <clears throat> that they they're going to be able to help those younger guys that don't have that or jj another great example you know right. these guys got the experience they're going to help the young guys so i feel like our veterans are going to help out a lot. Sixers, you know, they had their youth and they had to go through it. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I don't know, I think that those are all, like, those are all really good points. I think that, uh, I don't know, I feel very, very confident that this team is going to make the playoffs. Uh, I feel I feel pretty good about it. I think, I think there's a few teams that are in that top eight that we may see come back down to earth. 
Um, so. What was that Luca pick? Was that top five protected? Yes. Okay. So yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not. They're not going to keep that one. So. Yeah, I mean it's going to be fun. If nothing else, they have been a really fun team to watch this year. Like we said, Luca has gone above and beyond. I think where he'd be right now. And yeah, now you got the dunking Deutschman back. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean the AAC's popping. They. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. I, I will say one last thing on this the Mavs topic real quick though is. Do you get DeAndre to come back next year? That's the last thing I'm going to throw out real quick. It's got to be no more than three years if they do, though, right? Yeah. Well, he only got it. What is it? A one year, right? One year. Yeah. Yeah. You got to lock him up. He basically just signed for what his option would have been in L.A. to just avoid being in L.A. Right. So. Which look at the Clippers. Yeah. Right. DeAndre right now. Right. Damn. So. Yeah, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about right now in Mavs land. Dirk's return as well. We'll we'll talk Dirk next week uh, a little bit more. Uh, let's end this episode like we used to, and as we will continue to do by doing a little thing called shooting the shit. And uh, I think we got a we got a story we want to tell here about a trip that Derek and I went on. Derek, do you want to uh, do you want to tell this story? Well, I mean, I could start it off by you know we, uh, you know, I got you to switch to the dark side. You know, he started to become yep. a Michigan fan. Yep. Yeah. Uh, me being a, a diehard Michigan fan, which is crazy being from Columbus, Ohio. Um, grew up that way all because of my brother. Um, you know, he was a big Michigan fan. And then I switched over, uh, or sorry, I didn't switch over. Uh, I was actually following his footsteps. I got myself all confused there. I was following his footsteps. And then uh, as he got older, he ended up going to school at Ohio State. I understood the rivalry. Didn't want to, you know, switch. Stayed a Michigan fan. Come to today, we go and we travel to Michigan. Not, what was that? Uh, right before Thanksgiving? No, yeah, it was, it was a few the, weeks before. First week in November. Yeah, the Penn State game. We were going to, yeah, we went to watch uh, Michigan take on Penn State at the big house. The stadium, unbelievable. We got the experience of a lifetime is basically what that was. And I, to be honest, I feel like that was something that I didn't even see coming. Uh, I mean, as being a diehard Michigan fan and getting connected to a buddy, Sonny Anderson, equipment guy from Michigan, yeah. what he did for us was unbelievable. With Sonny, I gave him one of my jerseys, became instant buds, and uh, you know he invited us out. Uh, he got me out the year before onto the field. We watched another game. It was me and my brother. Actually, it was Ohio State-Michigan, or two years before that. And uh, this time, Sonny invited us, you know, invited me and you out there, and he was nice enough to let us go stay in his house. And not only was that the coolest part, but he had all that memorabilia, all those helmets and everything. He took us out into the big house, let us dress in the uniform, and just basically play our own little pickup game of football. Yeah, just play a little catch. And it was just unbelievable that that whole experience of being in the big house, fully dressed in all that Jordan gear from Michigan. Because, you know, obviously them being sponsored by uh, Jordan. Yeah. You know, I need to say that because I'm a guy that's sponsored by Under Armour. So I want to make sure, you know, I got the, it was putting on their uniform. Right. Um, But it was sweet because we're out there. And the funniest thing about that whole thing of being out on the field is there was fans that came in. By the way, I love your Under Armour hat. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Which I do have it on. That's right. I know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) As we're sitting in there, the fans are coming into the stadium. And I mean, there's not, I shouldn't say fans. The fan. There was like three people. Uh, I think it was in, four. There was more, yeah. The security counts too, so that's probably like 13. Yeah. Um, but they were sitting there and they thought that we were real players and they were asking for our autographs. And uh, then when Sonny made the comment about, did these guys really look like players? Did you not see that ball at the, that uh, <laughs> quarterback threw, which was me at the time? And dude was like, yeah, it was terrible. It looked like an effing duck. I was like, oh, man. Right. Got super mad about that. I was like, you know what? Let's go again, Shippy. Let's go. Told you to run out. Just do basically a streak. Go down the field. I'm going to bomb this thing down there to you. Right before I snapped, we got the video. It was on my Instagram. Uh, I said, I think, dilly dilly, uh, long ball for the dickhead in the stand. <laughs> and chucked it way downfield. Uh, hits you <laughs> in the hands. <clears throat> and no, then uh, little, somebody little, like shot at your legs. You fell behind. down. It was a little behind. It was the first time Shippy had ever had football pads on. Given true. That is true. And yes. It's tough That's... to see through those lights, dude. They're so bright and there's so many of them. So when you look up, you're like, I don't even know where this is right now. And it's like it's like nine o'clock at night, so it's pitch black outside. And yeah, first time I've ever put football pads on, I was like, Hey, like 
so I just like slide these little <laughs> pad things in. Like, how does this work? <laughs> and that, I mean, I guess I can give you it to you, but uh, it was still, you know, something that was pretty incredible, which I think we could talk more in, in depth of, you know, that whole experience um, on a later episode. But yeah, I think it was just something that was cool to experience something like that and what we got to do and, and all that. But yeah, I think the story of telling everything that we actually experienced there uh, with taking in some of the history as well of Michigan. I think Dude, we got cool. to we got to check out some of their facilities. We talked to Chris Weber for a little bit. Yeah, like, there was just, just so much that happened that like it's definitely it's it's I feel like it'd be definitely worth listening to because it was something that was just something you just didn't expect to happen. Like it was right. a, a crazy ride. And now was, obviously like so like being able to uh play play football play catch whatever at the big house like in michigan gear is a big dream come true for you ranch do you have something that you could think of off the top of your head that's like that would be your thing like oh suit up in a rangers uniform and hit batting practice or suit up as a uh didn't we hit in the batting cages did we ever do that at the park yeah 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 i've done that yeah yeah I mean, as far as I mean, you know, that'll be another story too. Would there be something that's like your biggest? Your, if you got to be balls like from Griffey, you you got to be like Tiger's caddy. Now, see, yeah, that'd be dope. Even Just though that wouldn't watching be Tiger, kind of, that'd be kind of boring. Yeah, be kind of boring. No, uh, I'd rather go watch Phil. <laughs> yeah, me that's too. That's cool, man. I like Phil now. I used to hate him. I like Phil now. Lefty. <laughs> that whole thing was amazing, too. That's something um, that is, you know, bring that one back as well. No, nah, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's another story that we'll tell another time. But, I mean, my biggest bucket list sports thing, I mean, I was at, you know, I was at both games. Rangers clinched the pennant. That was dope. Nice. But then the Dutch taking me to the Aggie game, being at Kyle Field, that was pretty freaking gnarly. So that's now, I didn't what get I was, to play on the field, but I was on the field. So that's what I was that's thinking. I, that's what I was saying. Would the, the equivalent of that be like you'd be able to play in A&M gear on Kyle Field, or would yes. it be – Yeah, I think that would actually Or would be it be one. like dress up as a, as a Dallas Cowboy and play catch at, you know, the old Texas Stadium, somewhere historic like that? I'm just trying to – I don't feel. think you're gonna get to play at the old Texas Stadium. No, but I'm just saying. Just like, I mean, we I can mean, go. Just, we can go to the lot. It's right ta- down the road. I'm just talking we about can. just hypothetical things that you could do that would be like a big dream come true for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know the the A&M thing. That was pretty solid. Now, yeah, if we'd have got to do the whole nine yards and do all that, that would have been dope too. But there was something that would just make me, because you know, again, thanks to Derek, there's been quite a few people. He's introduced us to and i've never really been starstruck right but yeah i think if he introduced me to the kid and griffey grabbed a glove and was like want to play toss he'd be like well i gotta go cry first but then yeah we're gonna do this <laughs> i need to go and just cry I need a moment my happiness here <laughs> but yeah i mean that was the top of the mountain for Derek getting to do that i mean that was definitely his dude it was, that was the thing that's cool about that is like i faced griffey he played. Me and him played in the same. Yeah, ballpark. I know you did. No, no, no. We played in the same ballpark in my high school. There's a, a stadium. It's not even a stadium. I shouldn't even say it. a field. Field that we played at. Field and of dreams. It was. No, I did actually go there too. I've played on that field. Oh, my really? Dad. I have the video or a picture of us with the throwback uniforms. Nice. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Which is real cool. But to be able to say Griffey is somebody that's from Ohio, um, that I played against. I think he's from Ohio. Um, but to say that I got to play against the kid, uh, the kid, who grew up and played ball where I played, like that's unbelievable. And then here I am, I got to strike him out. I was about to say, is he's he on the list? Book. Yeah, he's in the book. But has he sure. taken you yard? He has. That'd not. be pretty cool too to not say too though. Many, if he uh, took to be yard. honest, not too many lefties have. That's the one thing I can be a little. That's good. Cocky about, I guess. <laughs> hey, you struck Griffey out. That's uh, you can take that one to the bank. The kid for sure. Well, do we have anything else we want to get into on the Michigan trip, or? Well, I no, I wasn't gonna say anything else because I'd rather leave those for the next, you know, for our next episode. We got stories, people. Story. We got yeah, stories. So, story time. so we got should I tease ahead? To Guilty is charged do. with the stories, <laughs> <laughs> dude. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and just obviously we're not gonna spill the idea the, the beans <laughs> on everything that we have planned uh, for upcoming episodes of Shippy Off Air. We got a lot. <laughs> we got a lot in the in the works, but. One thing that we're going to debut next uh, next week and then uh, continue kind of as a staple on this show, kind of like it's about damn time, um, is uh, we're just going to call it story time. 
and there will be an intro that we will make that I will make to that. Uh, and that. we will debut it on the next episode of Shippy Off Air when I believe right now we have slated story time with Derek featuring a recently retired Hall of Fame baseball player. If you can guess who it is, then you know what the next story time or who the next story time will be revolved around. If you can't, uh, you'll just have to tune in. Maybe hit the subscribe button right now on Shippy Off Air. Uh, rate us five stars as well if you think that our uh, content is is uh, is worth the five stars. I would give you five stars if you were my Uber driver. So I'm just hundred percent. Boom. Never not giving an Uber driver five stars. Right, and I feel like that's the way she, Wait, people who has should the be. Highest rating of us right now. Oh, that's a good question. As we on Uber shoot the if shit. We take I feel that like real quick. Let's see. I honestly, I honestly think I'm gonna win this. What are we looking at? I don't know. I feel like I've used the Uber a lot. Your Uber. Uh, how do you how do you look up what your rating is? So you go to Uber. Yeah. Have you do you Uber? Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna have like a he's gonna have a. I am curious though to see if I have better than you. Because I, I I think about you've been in some of these rides how entertaining that I try right. to keep it right. the voices and obviously I've had a few uh, beverages you know. Yep. Yep. To gotta entertain, but I feel like those have given me some extra stars even though you can't really get them. But yeah. I got six stars on one of my rides. Yeah, you maybe got like some comments. I well, I don't. I wish you could. See, Derek I think was that'd a be great cool. passenger. I I think that'd be cool is if you could review and look at your comments and see what people said about you. Yeah. Oh, this asshole threw up in my Uber. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I think that would be cool, and then be able to write back to them though. It's like three hundred dollars immediately if you throw up in an Uber. Yeah. Like, that's well, what they charge no, you. they can. You yeah. can leave comments for them. Well, no, yeah, but I mean. But yeah. Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm rated 4.86. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What are y'all? Gosh. Who man. wants to go next? I'm a 4.72. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, my the loser Uber of the bunch rating is a 4.89. What a dick. Uh, I want to see this. I need to see 4.89. That's, that's unbelievable. Somebody robbed me, man. 4.89. Wow. How the hell? All right, where's my Uber rating belt? Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of belts, I think that's something that's that we do. We play a lot of video games. And, yeah, we stream. We do all that, too. And yep. We played – actually, forget about playing with the game, the playing the games and everything. We have basically a belt. I went out and I bought the WWE belts, and then I also got some custom-made belts to use for our championships of playing – uh, for example, we've got Rocket League. Uh, I, you are the yep. champ of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're a tag team champ. Who is your mm-hmm. partner? Um, head. Head, head, yeah. The, head. Head Richards. Head Richards. He's our Ginger buddy. Nation. If you listen to the Ben and Skin show, you heard him one time tell a story about he shit all over my bathroom. <laughs> wow. We had him on the radio to tell that story because, uh, I mean, you can't not tell that story That's on the radio. That's true. That's very true. Then we've got the beer pong. That was me and you. Boom. That was the original first belt. That was the first tag team belts, the WWE tag team belts. Never yeah. lost. That is a fact. You guys never played me, though. Uh, I think, actually, we did. Nope. No, nah, I don't know if we knew. Nope. Shelby back you know then. what? We didn't know you then. You're right. You didn't know me. You weren't a member. We used to of, be a lot cooler, man. You were we not used a member to be a lot cooler. <laughs> of Castle White, as we call it. Yes. You were not a member of that Game of Thrones reference. Not, not quite. Um, and then we've got, I mean, that's what I'm saying. We've got belts that range from everywhere to ping pong, video games, beer pong, shit, you name it. We've got it. Yeah. Now yeah. maybe Uber rating. Yeah. Now that I well, found out now what, we're going to get you a trophy. Just for that. Belt. That's, I mean, that's unbelievable. Fantasy football. You're, you're about to take that one. I hope. I don't know. I don't, our fantasy football league got weird. This is a bad week for fantasy football, man. Points weren't there. No. Yeah. Nobody was putting up bangers. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not even in the playoffs, so I can't even speak on my behalf for that because I know I'm not, I'm not there. Yeah, well, we will, uh, we'll check after the episode, see what's going on with the fantasy football uh, championships as those will go down next week. Um, is there anything else you guys want to hit? Are you guys ready to? Well, I think the the big thing is obviously we were just talking about the belts and oh, we should ties put... into our stream. Yeah, so it's something that I feel like if. If any of you guys like the game and you want a game with us, um, I'm on PlayStation a lot. I also have my PC. I do have Xbox and Switch, and mm-hmm. well, basically, I have all the systems. Yeah. Um, and hey, you pretty much do too. I do. 
but we're on there and i mean if anybody that has twitch feel free to please add us um i'm dutch oven 45 mm-hmm. and i am shippy fun pants and we literally are streaming quite a bit uh jump on entertain us have some fun with us talk some crap i mean i as you always see when i put my twitch out i always put hashtag brutal gamer yeah there's a reason i'm not that <laughs> good um and i will say one game i will never play anymore is one of shippy's favorites and that's fortnite i love that game rance still isn't on on fortnite are you rance no no i just it is not appealed to me whatsoever we need to get you into the gaming i mean i do the uh i do the call of duty one you know they're battle royale Derek, you actually hit your uh, off button. <laughs> I accidentally did hit my off button. That's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my God. We need to get you into the gaming world is what I was trying to say. Um, but I think the other thing, too, do you remember when we were playing, and this could tie into something way down the road, or another episode, is uh, we played basketball here all the time. We built a dynasty. Remember yeah, that? we did have a team, man. We had LeBron James and Dirk. Same squad. And KD. And KD. We didn't yeah, lose. We were Golden State before Golden State. See, that's we started that. You started the super Everybody team. Everybody talks about LeBron and them. No, we started that. You started shit. the super that's team. That's us. We did the super team. <laughs> you played us online. That was it. We were super team. Well, one thing that's starting up again is Shippy Off Air with uh, Rance Austin, Derek Holland, and myself, Shippy from the Ben and Skin Show on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Shippy Off Air. Obviously, we've hit it a couple different times, but please rate us five stars. Give us a subscribe. Hit that subscribe button and uh, follow us on all social media accounts. It's where you'll be able to get this content. And uh, obviously, if you subscribe, it'll just get sent directly to your phone as soon as it is posted. So uh, follow Rance. Rance, what's your Twitter account, man? I'm sorry. Rance at Rance A11. At Rance A11. Obviously, Derek's is uh, at the Dutch, Dutch Oven, Oven 45. 45. I'm Shippy Fun Sports on the Twitter. Fun Instagram, Picks on the Gram. The yeah, there you go. Fun Picks on the Gram. Because it's not sports, it's pictures. Remember, you give That's us five clever. stars, we'll give you five stars back. On your Uber rating, and maybe you'll have a higher uh, rating than I do. But, uh, yeah, thanks everybody for tuning into this one. Until uh, next week, I think it's time I get back on the air. Peace. K-pop.